welcome to Accountability Talks with AGA. I'm your host, Paul Marshall. Today, we're welcoming Melinda Miguel back to the podcast, and we're going to talk about some cybersecurity initiatives and audits down in the state of Florida. And we thought this would be of interest, a cyber audit, actually, is becoming a big thing here in the USA. Sounds like Florida's leading the charge, but I wouldn't be surprised if this is coming around to other states soon and, uh, of course, in the federal world. So let's listen in and see what Melinda has to tell us. Hello and welcome to the podcast. All right, so we're inviting back one of our uh, podcast guests. Uh, Melinda Miguel's here with us today, and we're going to talk about a cyber audit initiative down in Florida. So, Melinda, how are you doing today? Hi, Paul. I'm doing great. Thank you. Absolutely. Welcome back. And uh, why don't we just uh, start off a little bit and remind folks, of course, what you do down there in Florida, if they don't know, and then maybe give us a little bit of background on this um, law that kind of brought about these uh, cyber audits. Awesome. Sure. Thanks. Um, Appreciate the opportunity to be back with you. Uh, So I am the Chief Inspector General here at the state of Florida, and we have a somewhat robust Inspector General program in the state of Florida at the state government level. Um, I am uh, a key partner with each of the agency inspectors general. Uh, We also manage a whistleblower hotline within the Chief Inspector General's office, and um, our program has actually been in place since the 90s um, when the Inspector General Act was adopted. Um, Some of the things that I wanted to talk about today was to sort of summarize some of the implementation activities of the agency inspectors general surrounding the Cybersecurity Act. Um, There was a House Bill 1297 that passed in the 2021 legislative session, and it really gave not only the operational side and the management side uh, certain duties and responsibilities, but also created a responsibility for the inspectors general in each state agency to prepare specific cybersecurity audit plans during their um, annual risk assessment and audit plan uh, update. And I'm happy to provide an update on the current um, activities that we undertook in preparation for this new bill, as well as the enterprise-wide audit of continuous security monitoring in the state agencies. I also briefly want to talk about the cybersecurity resilience funding for agency inspectors general that was created in the budget this year. The inspector general community received $1 million, a non-recurring appropriation from the Florida legislature to upskill and fill any talent gaps and to assist the agency inspectors general with their auditing um, activities within the agencies. Great. Well, before we go on, though, I want to Thank you for pronouncing that properly, Inspectors General. I, I love when people say it the other way around. It's like, no, it's Inspectors. That's the S goes on the inspector. Um, <laughs> so always one of my little pet peeves. Somebody says it the other way. I'm like, that's not good. Um, so no, but let's get serious here. Let's get into it. Um, yes. Yeah, so let's start. I, I did want to ask maybe first if you have any uh, thoughts on the background. Why do you think uh, Florida pass this law in the first place. Uh, Maybe just start with that. Sure. So going back over the last 20 or so years, Florida has struggled somewhat with establishing and putting into place uh, a a governance structure surrounding information technology. 
We've experienced certain cost overruns with some large IT projects. We've experienced some challenges with our governance model. And that model has changed uh, five times over the last 20 years. And in our about 19, uh, 2019, sorry, um, the legislature created the Florida Digital Service housed in the Florida Department of Management Services. And an outgrowth of that particular creation and governance structure that was adopted then in 2021, House Bill 1297 uh, actually established a cybersecurity auditing feature that's required in our annual work plans each year. So, okay, that, that, yeah, that makes sense. And obviously cyber is a issue has been for many years throughout the country and all kinds of levels of government. Um, so makes sense. So tell us a little bit about, you know, what are agencies uh, required to do and what will you be auditing specifically? Awesome. Yes. Yeah, so, you know, one of the key concepts that I keep hearing everywhere I go is, is that, you know, cybersecurity now is everyone's responsibility. It's no longer a back office function. So due to the central nature and ever-evolving landscapes surrounding cybersecurity and with the increase in incidences and breaches where bad actors are trying to exploit government information technology systems, this is super important and a high priority here in the state of Florida. And um, we've called on the agency inspectors general and their audit directors to work together across all of the governor's agencies in the executive branch. Uh, my office um, organized a working group of inspectors general and audit directors to conduct a, an initial risk assessment based upon available historical information. We also wanted to scope out that audit so that we could get to the heart of the issues that we thought were the uh, highest risk uh, in, based upon that risk assessment activity. We initiated an enterprise audit across those agencies to address certain specific issues and concerns that came out of that risk assessment. We looked at the governing directives, specifically the Cybersecurity Act in Florida statutes. We looked at the Florida Administrative Code and noticed a key component here is that Florida has adopted the NIST standards and the NIST framework for cybersecurity. And uh, so we, in the creation of the scope of this audit, we use those NIST um, standards and frameworks, specifically special publication um, that was issued uh, from NIST uh, 800-137 on information security continuous monitoring. Sorry, that's a mouthful. And um, so we developed our audit work program using that special publication. We also looked at the 2019 agency strategic and operational plans that were submitted to the Florida Digital Service. We looked at the agency submitted documents in 2020, the risk assessments that were completed by the chief information officers in each of the state agencies to make sure that we understood the landscape. And then finally, we looked at the cybersecurity task force report that was dated February 1st of 2020. Our Lieutenant Governor has chaired this task force and was required by law to submit those recommendations to the Governor, the Senate President, and the Speaker. Uh, as of February 1st, that was accomplished and several recommendations that came out of that report included uh, $30 million appropriation as a starting point to fund certain compliance activities and security activities surrounding cybersecurity here in the state. So 
Um, I, I guess a couple of questions, whatever order we want to do them here, but I am interested. Maybe first question is, you know, so you you actually have initiated these uh, these audits, right? Was it November it started? Absolutely, yes. We've already initiated those audits, and uh, we expect to have a final report available in spring of 2022. And then uh, the Chief Inspector General, I, I will be doing a roll-up report so that we can summarize those findings uh, on an enterprise-wide basis. And so we can get a, uh, a single document to the legislature and certain key decision-makers here in the governor's office and around the state um, a centralized look across all of the agencies of exactly what does cybersecurity look like from a continuous security monitoring perspective uh, at the state agency level. Right. Yeah. So these are underway. So, and you know, something I was just curious, I mean, what do you think, I mean, what kind of findings do you, do you think you all are going to see out there? Do you have any sense for that? Um, obviously we will um, go wherever the field work leads us, but, with this particular scope of this audit, we are looking at the detect function under NIST. And in that category specifically for cyber, um, excuse me, security continuous monitoring. In that detect subcategory, we are going to check to see are the agencies monitoring the network to detect potential cybersecurity events. We're going to look to see what those agencies are doing to detect malicious code. And we are also going to determine if they're performing periodic vulnerability scans. Um, I would imagine that some of our findings will, will show that the agencies differ in their level of maturity of adopting these best practices and or complying with NIST standards. Um, I imagine that there may be opportunities to make recommendations for enhancement about their level of maturity or level of compliance with each of these subcategories. Right. Now, that makes sense. I mean, it's only been, what, a year or so that this law has been out there. So it'd be interesting to see where the maturity levels are out there. Um, and one of the other questions I had for you was, you know, now, how about your actual audit workforce? You know, uh, I believe you guys are doing some training. Can you tell, tell us a little bit about that? How are you getting, you know, the workforce able to go out there and audit this kind of complex subject? Absolutely. During the, the risk assessment process, we we looked internally to see what kind of uh, expertise did we have on our team to conduct the audit. And we were noticing that there had been some um, loss of certain key talent that had been certified information systems auditors that are certified by ISACA. And so we only had eight CISAs left on the workforce. And we took each of those eight CISAs and we asked them to break down the eight subcategories in the NIST framework in this particular detect category and to build a training program specifically for the 58 auditors that are doing this particular audit. So over the course of three days, we had those eight certified information systems auditors do a deep dive into this audit program to ready the agency workforce that are doing these audits um, to know exactly what to ask for, what kind of documents they needed to obtain, what kind of evidence did they need to back up their field work and or their findings. And so that three-day training has, took place uh, in October, right before the field work began, so that we would have, um, you know, some of the talent fresh on some of these key expectations. But we've also gotten a million dollars for cyber resiliency and the Inspector General Auditing Services. So we have issued three requests for quotes 
Um, they're on the street now. We're in, in the process of evaluating those for some additional cybersecurity training. Then there will be another training, a boot camp that's going to be in February, that's going to take the inspectors general and their investigative staff through a, a boot camp that is being offered and conducted with the Florida Inspector General's Inspectors General and the um, Florida Department of Law Enforcement as well as the FBI. Um, finally, the remainder of that um, funding will be used to um, adopt a Inspector General Academy of sorts uh, so that we have the training that we need going forward and so that we can um, have that those talent gaps and or upskilling that's necessary for our workforce. Wow. So yeah, sounds like you guys are taking this seriously. That's good. <laughs> getting, <laughs> getting all that training. Um, well then actually that's my next question. You know, it sounds like this is going to be a uh, recurring yearly activity. Is that correct? We certainly hope so. Uh, yesterday the governor submitted his um, 99.7, I believe billion dollar budget proposal. And in that, does have another $30 million for cybersecurity um, issues. One million of that will be allocated, um, assuming that this is approved by the legislature, this upcoming legislative cycle, um, for additional upskilling and filling of talent gaps within the inspector general community. I'm hopeful that if that funding makes it through legislative session intact, that we can also potentially um, upskill and look at and evaluate the depth of our risk assessment process going forward. Yeah, that's great. Sounds like you have some support, which is always what you need to, to make these things happen. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. So uh, I was just wondering, you know, when we were talking about this podcast, you know, I, I don't know what other states are doing out there or uh, IGs, but you know, maybe on the federal side, I mean, do you feel there's some things that you all are doing that will maybe provide some help or lessons for other IGs, either state or federal out there? Uh, that is my hope. I certainly hope that by us taking this on proactively and doing this across NIST um, standards and framework, that there will be some best practices that we can share with other states. Florida has a um, unique inspector general program. It's created much like the federal program where there's an, an IG in every single state agency. Not every state has that model. Um, so we, we coordinate and um, assist one another across the um, inspector general community. Uh, we, we do hear from our federal um, counterparts uh, lately has been surrounding some of this ARPA funding and the CARES Act funding. Um, but we are hopeful that by doing this activity, that this will be a repeatable, iterative process that we can take and perform a similar type audit, regardless of which category we're in or subcategory, but we can use the same framework to audit across all five of the domains under the NIST framework. Yeah, that'd be great. I mean, obviously, I think for... The state of Florida, I mean, you want to see where are we today, you know, kind of how are we doing with these uh, cyber stances and after your audits year to year, hopefully there's measured improvement. You can see, you know, there's not so many cyber incidents happening or, you know, I would think that's the, to me, that's always been sort of the purpose of the IG to, to you know, improve how things are happening out there and prevent, you know, future, future issues. So hopefully you guys will see that as well. Absolutely. We're, we're hopeful that the agencies will have already adopted and have in place certain internal controls to prevent these 
maybe cyber incidences or breaches or, or exfiltration of data. We sincerely hope that, that those uh, internal controls are as re robust as possible. Um, but, you know, obviously we want to add value through this audit process. This is not a gotcha exercise. This is an exercise to truly assess the current maturity level and baseline for each agency so that we can recognize and give them an, a roadmap for improvement so that we can be the best. Oh, sorry. Are you still there? I'm still here. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm going to make a little note here. Um, actually, yeah, we're pausing for a second here. So now, is there any other uh, subject you wanted to add here or did you want to kind of do a wrap up at this point? Um, I, I think let's do a wrap up and then I'll just talk briefly about the Cybersecurity Advisory Council. Okay, so I'm gonna uh, my next next time I talk, it'll be my question here, and I'll just edit this little pause. Okay. okay. All right, Melinda. Well, this has been very fascinating. Um, any other final thoughts or other things you think we, uh, we should know about? Uh, well, thank you. Uh, this has been enjoyable. I really appreciate the opportunity. One of the things that I just didn't wrap up is um, to talk briefly about the Cybersecurity Advisory Council. This House Bill 1297 that was adopted from 2021 legislative session um, mandated that there be a cybersecurity advisory council. This council is going to be chaired by the lieutenant governor uh, here in the state of Florida. It's also got several members um, of state employees that serve on this advisory council, as well as the Department of Management Services Secretary that provides administrative support. There are other appointments on this particular council from key sectors like utility sector, for instance. And the council is required by law to meet at least quarterly, and it directs the, the council to issue a report on any legislative recommendations considered necessary to address cybersecurity, among other specific things that the um, council will be working on. But I am a member of that council, and I'm also a member with the chief information officer, the chief information security officer, our Florida Department of Law Enforcement Cyber Crimes team, and um, it's, it's a fascinating process to be part of this advisory council. One of the things that just to note is as an inspector general, I'm on this advisory council as a practitioner from an audit and investigative and compliance perspective. I do not take or set policy. I do not take on any management operational role. Um, it is advisory in nature, and that is consistent with the professional standards that governor the roles and responsibilities of inspectors general. So I'm super excited to serve on this advisory council. I think that we will um, have our report on schedule with some uh, fantastic recommendations for the future. And Paul, thank you so very much for the opportunity to be with you today. Absolutely. Thanks for joining our show. That's the show. Thanks for tuning in. You know where to go. AGACGFM.org. Or you can let that podcatcher do all the work and pick up that podcast, drop it on your phone. If you have any guests you'd like to hear on, on the podcast or topics you'd like us to discuss, just give us a little email over at AGA and uh, we'll happily try to accommodate that request and work up a podcast for you. So until that time, this is your host, Paul Marshall, signing off for Accountability Talks with AGA.